to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Today, we are talking with the ladies behind The Scout Guide, a publication dedicated to living a locally-minded lifestyle wherever you are. These two friends started this business after Christy began blogging about all the amazing treasures found in her town of Charlottesville, Virginia. Together, these friends launched the first Scout Guide in 2010. And since then, the Scout Guide has expanded nationwide, with editors and owners in each city serving as curators, storytellers, and small business advocates. Join us now as we say it Southern with Christy and Susie of the Scout Guide. Today, we've got Susie and Christy with us from Charlottesville, Virginia, and they are the boss babes, the beauties, the brains behind the Scout Guide, Sarah, which we covet. It's known as the Bible of the South in some places. Hey, girls. Hi. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. We're excited because we love small businesses and we love shopping local. And we think, we know that the Scout Guide is just that. It's just basically, it connects connects cities to the small businesses. And so we want to hear, how did this start? Why did this start? And and how did you, how you guys have stuck around 10 years now? Is that right? Yeah. 10 years. Wow. Wow. That's That's good. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'll start. I'm Susie, and uh, I we started here in Charlottesville. I had three children and um, just started to see. It was like the internet was starting to boom. People were starting to, you know, look at um, Amazon and uh, Zappos and all of these things. And I, I was thinking, what's going to happen to our small business? Like, if people don't support them and then what will our cities look like? What will our towns like look like? What will our communities look like? And one of the qualities, you know, you kind of have these moments of like, what am I good at? Um, I was a good connector. And so I thought it it never existed in kind of one clicky group of people. So I was like, well, I'm just going to connect. I'm going to be an advocate for small businesses. I started a blog. I went out and bought blogging for dummies because I didn't really And I decided uh, with this mission to save small businesses, I was going to go out there and advocate for them um, through a blog and um, in hopes of of saving our great town of Charlottesville. Because there were some things I had seen. I I, uh, went into a shoe store and this woman was trying on a pair of shoes. And, you know, Amy, the owner said, would you like to buy those shoes? And she said, oh, no, I just needed to figure out my size. 40% off online. I just, I just didn't know what size I was. And I said to the owner, I said, I can't believe you would, you would actually, you know, like she would say that to you. And it was almost as if people weren't consciously consuming, right? They weren't even aware of what they were doing or how that would affect Amy or our town. And so I just was, I began telling that story. You know, I was just in this amazing shoe store. Do you know what this woman gives back to our community? we should be paying more for it and happy to do it. Um, and then I would just say, tell them scout sent you. So I thought of myself as like a local shopping scout connecting you to, to, um, different people in our community. Um, and then Christy will jump in here, but, uh, people started asking if they could advertise on my blog. Um, and I, I said, well, that's so kind of you, but I don't really believe in advertising. That's kind of here today, gone tomorrow. Like, I just want to write it. I just want to, I don't want you to tell me what to say. Um, I just, I, I'd rather just say it. And they said, well, you'll, you'll die out. You won't keep doing it, you know? Um, and so Chrissy was a small business owner and I went to her and I said, how can we, how can we create something that captures the people and faces behind small businesses in a way that doesn't get thrown away, but that we can continue to advocate online with our editorial voice, but it becomes this like picture book of this high quality kind of print publication. And so Chris, I'll let Christy jump in there. It's hard when we're separate um, to, to tell yeah. where she jumped in. 
So we, um, yes, I had an antique and home store with my mom and, uh, something we found ourselves constantly doing was drawing maps for people. You know, Charlottesville is like first on the list for destination weddings in the country. I mean, we get amazing people to Charlottesville for weddings, events, the university. And so as a small business owner, the worst thing in the world is when, that small business, that, that, you know, visitor can't find you. So, um, we were always drawing maps for people that had 24 hours or 12 hours in Charlottesville, um, because we're topographically a stunningly beautiful town, but we're not the most cohesive, like main street, you know, things are kind of in random spots and you kind of have to know where our pearls are. Um, so when Susie came to me and we were friends before this, you know, it got me really kind of excited because I was a photographer in New York city before we moved to Charlottesville. So I thought, well, this is a great way. Like I'm like, Susie can sell Eskimo, uh, ice to Eskimos. I was like, well, if you can sell this concept, you know, I, I feel like I can make it beautiful and let's set out to make like a coffee table worthy book on the community that we love so much. And then we can hand people literally here's Charlottesville. Here's what we love. And cause at the same time, Charlottesville always, always ranks as like the top 10 best places to live in the country. And it, we really launched this publication in the recession, you know? And so we had this inundation kind of like we are now post COVID or, you know, all through COVID of people moving to Charlottesville. They're like fleeing the big city and, you know, coming to Charlottesville for the ease and the less expensive real estate and all that. And they'd be like, where's Prada? Where's Gucci? And we're like, you know, if that's what you're looking for, it's not here, but we have these amazing, amazing, like, you know, individually owned small businesses and here they are. So like it or leave it. And it was just exciting that we could then portray our town through our eyes. And we knew all the business owners for the most part, because we love them, we support them. And it was so fun to pull them all together and create what we thought was just for Charlottesville, um, this beautiful coffee table book. I remember what uh, somebody called me and they said, I can't believe I just got the scout guide in Charlottesville and you made Charlottesville look like Bel Air, you know, like it is not that cool. And I said, it actually is that cool. And that was something Christy and I could really do. And that's what we, you know, we're successful is like showing the best of these businesses and taking the time to like take that beautiful picture. We were like, you, you're spending so much of your time here. You're more than a, a logo or a banner ad. Like, we want to tell this whole beautiful story of you um, and why you do what you love, you know? And that's what we were, I think, really successful doing in Charlottesville. Uh, and then we started, somebody called us from Charleston and said, I'd like to do this in my town. Can you help me? And we were like, well, I don't know, maybe. Um, so she started, you know, to do it. And when that book got produced, our phones started ringing really kind of all over the country. You just realize how many people came to Charlottesville, like either through UVA and Charleston. And then they just started calling and saying, how can you help us do this in our town? So we originally licensed it as a brand and then realized that we wanted to retain the, the quality, the print and the design quality, which forced us into being a franchise. Um, so it seemed ironic that we would have to become a be a franchise when we were trying to support small businesses, but it actually has kept, you know, the quality of the publication at the standard that we originally wanted it to be. Um, so it's that consistent voice and that becomes a trusted voice all over the country for really seeking out and discovering these, these small businesses. Um, and now more than ever, you know, it, it is, it is so critical. I think looking back 10 years, we thought, that was a vulnerable place for small businesses. And today, I think even the reader, our reader is aware that like our cities will be destroyed if we don't small support our own communities. Um, and, and think twice about going online. I think we all love the convenience of online shopping, but there is that kind of conscious consumption and supporting one another that that's so valuable today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you mentioned about the Scout Guide, the branding and, and keeping it all looking the same. And you're right, because whenever you go to another city, Nashville, Jackson, Mississippi, Atlanta, wherever it is, you see the Scout Guide and you know immediately what it is or that they are a part, that they're advertising in the Scout Guide. Mm -hmm. And we interviewed Ann Williams of the Yearly Company in Nashville. And I was in her store in Nashville and she 
had the scout guide and she was in the issue before and it was a new one was coming out. And so she was all excited to show me the new issue to come out and they were getting ready to have a party. But what I found so interesting and so cool about it was that everyone in the scout guide in Nashville, they all support each other. It's like a little, like a family. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was really neat. Well, the competition. Yeah, go ahead, Kristen. Well, every, you know, every, every town has seems to either be, you know, Charlottesville was funny. And, um, as a business, small business owner, I noticed it quite quickly when we moved here, it was a very competitive arena. And so when we moved to town, we weren't welcomed with open arms. We were kind of like, you know, who are you and why are you here? And, you know, we are very much as a scout guide with the mentality that, you know, more is better because give, and I've always felt that with, you know, another home store, antique store coming to town. That's great because you're giving people yet another reason to visit Charlottesville and think it's got great shopping. Um, So, you know, it's, that has been the neat thing is really explaining to a lot of these small businesses that maybe only want, want to be the only interior designer in the guide no, you know, you want to be in the company of so-and-so. I mean, you guys, there's something for everyone and that's been the fun. And that's what goes back to Susie connecting. You know, we're very much trying to connect and make friends. And honestly, what's been really rewarding is like, you know, all these service trade industries um, have now made friends with fellow trade people. And they're like, how do you do your invoicing? Because, you know, I mean, you you really like, you're not going to like steal anything. You're not going to step on anyone's toes. You're actually going to help each other grow. And why reinvent the wheel when you can have a nice conversation and learn, you know, pearls from each other? So it's been a lot of fun to see that kind of organically grow. But when you're sitting next to each other in the book, that becomes like it, it, it becomes really easy for them to feel like they're a family and say, hey, you got to go see this guy. He's amazing. It was so interesting in COVID because Christy and I were still out and about. And, you know, a lot of these businesses, I mean, a lot of people had the luxury of shutting down. A lot of people didn't. You know, they really were like frantically trying to create websites to stay open and everything. And so we would talk to them and it it was all this, like we were this, this voice for them between, you know, connecting them to like when we would go into their shops and um, they'd say, what else is everybody else doing? What, you know, was happening. I felt like we were the town news for small business, um, you know, and if they were going to survive or not and who was doing the right thing and what were they doing well? So it, 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 it was really fun um, to work with them and to see how everybody was able to kind of shift and, uh, and, you know, pivot in a, in a really amazing way, um, this past year. What has that done for the scout guide? Do you think it has increased your business or, or hurt it with advertising? I think we weirdly, like, of course, a year ago, I think Chris, we, you know, or in February, very panicked, right? Like small businesses are all shutting down, this is the end of our business. We have all these franchisees and all these women that have these businesses and they're in the middle of their print cycle or their middle of, of sales. And how are we going to keep it together? Um, I think we became closer as like a headquarters office, closer as a community of all, like, I think the scout guide family became uh, closer and more connected and because we were all vulnerable together. I think we really like could relate, you know, we still are a small business ourselves as well. We don't have any outside investment or anything like that. So we were, we're very small. They're very small. The small businesses are very small. So we actually got, I think a lot closer. And I think that when people went to look at their advertising and, and, and really, evaluate how they were going to shift. I think they like the tangible print, right? That quality that aligns and connects you with a local business brick and mortar. Like I'm here, I'm tangible. I'm not just in the cloud. I'm not just digital. I am a real person. I have a family in this community. So they like the print, but then they like that we've always had that digital voice and that third party advocacy. So in every city, you know, there's the Instagram and those women are amazing. I mean, our franchisees, they built these huge followings. So they've become a very strong digital voice. And of course, what I love about the scout guide, because we did come out like right after 9-11 is that it was, it's all positive news, right? Like we never say anything negative about anybody. We just want to, to put everybody's best foot forward. It's, um, 
and, and, and expose that. So it's all, it's all friendly, you know, so it's, it's nice to look at in, in times of stress. And so I think that they also like that a lot of people pay a lot for advertising and then there's, they're not, they don't know what the editorial, they could be sitting next to a piece that's not very nice about somebody, you know, they don't have control of that. And I think the scout guide is like this beautiful way to just say, that's not what we do. We just want to tell you the story of these small businesses um, and the people behind them and how they, they give back so much to our community. And I think we were, you know, COVID was great because it um, reinforced our mission, the mission that we have been trying to beat over the head of our readers and our communities for 10 plus years. All of a sudden, you know, our communities were living it. Their habits were being broken. You know, the Amazon was not fulfilling their orders in the way they were accustomed to. They were, you know, who was coming to their rescue? Their local baker that was driving it to their doorstep. So that really was a blessing in disguise. And it really helped our mission that become that much stronger. So that was really fun to see because it, it really took a bigger, it took people walking the walk and figuring out on their own. And I think they gained a better appreciation for what we've been trying to educate, you know, for so long, but it takes doing it. And the nice thing is a habit, you know, takes like 60 days or something to form. And we had that, we, we learned these new habits together and we had enough time to really break bad habits and embrace and see how important these small businesses are to our towns and how sad it would be if they don't make it. So, and I mean, they had to come together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and the scout guide was a great way to do it. Um, so our books that have come out are all bigger and more robust than they were um, before COVID, which is, you know, a big surprise, but, you know, also I think it's that less is more quality over quantity, you know, coming together as a community and, and showing and sharing that is, is really where people wanted to put their marketing dollars. Mm -hmm. It seems like during COVID, all small businesses, which is the heartbeat of America, they all kind of found their why. You know, why are they doing this? Why are they in business? Why should they continue? What's their story to tell? And so you do get this collection because I know when I go to a city, I mean, I'll pick it up. New Orleans is beautiful. There's a hot pink one. Is Charleston hot pink? Somewhere. Somebody's hot pink. Pink is has been our theme color for 2021. Yeah, I just had, I brought home the Charlotte one, which is like, amazingly beautiful. beautiful and my but I have my daughters here and they're like well that's a beautiful cover <laughs> it's like yeah. beautiful. And, and they're collectible pieces and so yeah. when you go to a place I will go oh here's my new Orleans scout guide so check this out before you go or whatever and it becomes yeah. it becomes a book of the stories that are the reason why people are surviving in that where they are in their towns today but there's over 60 of these, right? You'll have 60 plus scout yeah. guys now. I That's unbelievable. Yeah, and growing. I mean, the, the, the other part is, is, is there's, there's a lot of people interested, you know, in, again, advocating for these small businesses. Yeah, we're 100% female-owned, uh, which I think gives Christy and I great pride. Um, Christy always says that we began with this mission to support small businesses, and it evolved um, into supporting and empowering these women across the country to say, like, if you're a woman that wants to do it all, you want to work, you want to have a voice, you want to make money, like the Scout Guide has this incredible opportunity. You have to be obviously a connector and, you know, have those qualities, but it's a great opportunity. I don't think Christy and I have missed a, a, a Christy, a baseball game, a lacrosse game, horseback event you know, and been able to still do the Charlottesville and maintain our franchise and the headquarters. Um, so just really showing women that like, if you, you don't have to choose between having a family and a, and a work life. Um, so that, that's been really awesome. And they're amazing. I mean, they're way better than we are. If you interviewed them, they'd be far more. Well, we did. <laughs> we actually interviewed Taylor Morgan from New Orleans. Um, Good. And, and the reason we reached out to her is because we wanted to know about the city of New Orleans. We wanted to know where to eat, where to shop, where to, where to stay, all of it. Mm -hmm. So we were best like, rooftop, yeah. best patio. Who do we call? We call the scout guide. So she was so kind and did the interview and it was so great and so fun. And we love supporting her and seeing what she's up to. 
Um, let me ask you this. So like Taylor and all the different cities, you've got over 60. Um, do they have to report to you? Do you have to okay their cover every time, their issue every time since it's all, you know, branded the same way or how does that work? Well, so we, we ha- do have tight reins just to keep it consistent and make sure the integrity, you know, goes across because those are shareholders and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they need to retain value. So, I, I mean, I will be the first to say as kind of like the creative, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I, I wish we would have put our foots down and said that all the covers should be black or white because we opened yeah. Pandora's box with the rainbow of choices. And then we stupidly, you know, had our text co- color gold, which, you know, doesn't work on half of the Pantone colors out there. Um, so you know, but that's the fun. So, so our franchisees are able to, um, we do all the production in Charlottesville in-house and we take the book to the printer for consistency's um, sake. And, and we just man that because that's something, you know, we do well and they shouldn't have to, you know, do themselves. The fun they get to have is to fill their book and hire their photographer and work for their with, with their photographer and their businesses to, you know, create these beautiful spreads. And then they do love choosing their cover colors. And, you know, I wish it wasn't as difficult. I wish we had a different color other than gold and it would make life so much easier. But, and I, you know, on our uncoated paper, I mean, it's just challenging, but it's so much fun. And we always seem to go through trends. Like we said, we're kind of in a pink trend and, but it's just, it's, it's tons of fun. And that's what they're able to really put their mark on. But the, the inevitably the cool thing is we, we, you know, you always know it's a scout guide by the look and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really always so fun for us to kind of have the franchisees spin and that town come out in their spreads um, and in their book. Each one has kind of got its own little essence and soul about it, which is... We, we always laugh that when we did Dallas was one of our first books and it kind of after Charlottesville. And so we would go into photo shoots in Charlottesville and the owners were like, do you think I should put some makeup on or anything? We're like, yes, absolutely. Like a little bit of makeup. Um, and then Dallas, you know, everyone's like, well, I just really want to, whereas Charlottesville, they all wanted to blend into the background. They're like, well, I'm going to wear pink because I really want to stand out from the background. (laughs) So they do all Photoshop from head to toe. (laughs) Love a filter in Dallas. We love it. That's right. We also love seeing and following along each issue that comes out. It's like they throw a big party. It's like who of, you know, Nashville comes out for the release. It's so so fun. And as a small business owner, having been one, you, you don't get out much. I mean, it is retail jail, no matter what you're doing. I mean, you just, and that's, the appreciation we have so much for these small businesses. They live and breathe their, their job. Now they're being asked to do a second job, which is social media, you know, and it literally is a full-time second job. So it's, it's like, it's been really fun for us to help take that load off of them. And then the party, believe it or not, was just fluff and a time to celebrate, but it's a really integral part of the process because it's the time when, you know, the family, gets to come together and get FaceTime and get to know or see again and swap stories and forge relationships. So it's a lot of fun and it really does kick it off in such a way. And then, you know, it's nice to see them kind of keep that going. So the lifespan of the book, is it a year? It's annual. At least. (laughs) Yeah, we bring ones a year. Yeah. But they're all different times or they all come out? They are. All different times. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is that a lot of times, uh, another thing that's so interesting is once a year, now looking back at 11 years where we've had people in the book every year, year over year, is what's so cool is like nothing ever stays constant. So the the evolution of a clothing store or a, a, a home store or a new ownership, a new, you know, a new baby, a new dog, like looking back and seeing all of that is also, I think, very inspiring knowing that like unlike a franchise where a lot of things don't change these small businesses are constantly evolving and changing um uh and it's fun to look back and 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 see those and I think because they last forever you tend to to look back and, and see that as well 
So let me ask you this. Is there a wish list? Is there a yes and no list? Like if someone wants to pitch their town of 400 people and they're like, we've got one mom and pop, we got a beauty parlor and uh, we got a place to get milkshakes. And so we were hoping that, that we'd get a scout guide out of it. They probably have 12 places for Botox. So they might be able to do it. <laughs> If they're smart, they Industries, yeah. I mean, for the service industries, there's no, there's not, you know, if they want to go to Architectural Digest or the big, you know, national magazines, it's a fortune. But that's kind of where they, you know, that's their venue to advertise. So we really open up opportunities for those service industries. And they're kind of the backbone of the book because it takes one rendering to pay for their ad. You know, we love having the sexy, you know, shake shop and, you know, women's store and all that, which is great, but they have to work a lot harder for the cost of the ad and they have more people, you know, promoting them or more venues to promote themselves. So, you know, we always say, yeah, your community, you have to have enough local. And it's funny, you get to these bigger cities and it's difficult to find that community aspect for one. And maybe they're, you know, in Chicago and, uh, you know, they live in the suburbs. So they're not feeling like connected. That's why secondary college towns have just been our sweet spot. And it's been so much fun to expose these towns, certainly now when we're not traveling like we have been, um, where you're like, gosh, drive five hours, go check out Asheville, North Carolina. It's amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's been fun. We love um, priding ourselves on uncovering the rock for a reader. I mean, we, you know, obviously like to have, you know, the staples of the business the staples of the community, um, those businesses represented because that's like the backbone and those are your success stories. And that's who you are just so happy to celebrate. But then we are always looking for the hardware store that's doing a great job or, you know, we, it's our job to make people comfortable to go into these places that they maybe wouldn't do themselves without advocacy behind it. If that makes sense. Yes. Love that so much. So what's next for the scout guide? Well, more cities. There's just a lot of cities. I mean, when you think about, um, I think we've really, you know, embraced the fact that uh, these women have done an amazing job. We find, you know, we've solidified our business model. We've proven ourselves. We've done, we have all the training. We have all of this set up. And I really think, you know, that that, all of that takes time and development. And I really think that, I, as I think most people see, if you're in business for 10 years, you start to coast a little bit. And it, it is nice to see all of the the new cities coming in um, and that kind of the the support that you, we've earned the trust of our franchisees. We've earned the trust of the small business, you know, and now we just we just want to grow. I mean, I, I think Christy and I love working every day with all of all of these women um and small businesses and so as long as we just keep being stimulated which we just constantly do um we're happy our kids are getting older so we're growing allows us to spread our mission a little further and you know we feel more strongly about our mission today than we ever have. So it's just such fun to, to like shout it from the mountaintop. And we feel like the best way to do that is to just get in more cities and really make it a household name and educate people, you know, and why you pay a little bit more for one quality sweater that you buy from the shop that is, you know, always donating to your kids auction, you know, Um, just keeping that circle going in your community. You know, it's, Everybody knows when you buy from Amazon, that money leaves your community. And it, it takes a long time to break bad habits. And I think we are on a really nice path to keep the mindfulness um, and how important our communities are and our small businesses to our communities going. That I think that's how we feel we can do it best is by getting more, more ground laid, you know, with the Scout Guide and just... We have our city pages that we've developed and um, I think those are exciting because, you know, you can, so if you're interested in, if you're going to Jackson Hole or if you have a friend in Jackson Hole or in New Orleans and you want to buy them a local present, uh, on most of these city pages that are launching now, we'll have 
featured products, kind of like the editor's pick for the favorite local thing in that community. So being able to tune into other cities and support other places, um, but in a very localized way. So I enjoyed, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to see kind of, I'm looking for cowboy boots. Like I want to see what the Dallas and Fort Worth editors, you know, where they're, what, what, what they're sourcing for cowboy boots or, uh, you know, ski gear in, in the cities in Park City or in Jackson Hole or things like that. So that's, that's a really fun kind of addition. And that's kind of where we pivoted in COVID uh, for not only the small businesses, but for our editors to be able to just keep, you know, just, a, a bigger voice digitally um, to to support the print the print side of the business as well. So each of those city pages are. I think we have like forty of the sixty five already launched um, online on the city pages. So so that's a fun kind of addition to just really expanding out the the local news in all of our markets, making it more national. It's funny that you mentioned Jackson Hole because I was in Jackson Hole this past summer and I saw one and I was like, oh, it's the Scout Guide. Like I felt like I had a connection to it because I'm more familiar with the Scout Guide being in Southern cities. And so it was kind of like a piece of home away from home. I knew I could trust it. It could be a resource. And I love, I'm a total nerd about stuff like that. When I would plan to travel, I would get on the blogs and like, see what, you know, whoever said about where I should go in this city. So this is right up. This is right up our alley. Network has always been our goal. Cause yeah. you know, what is you trust one, you can trust the other 60. Right. Exactly. And, you know, Gwen, like everybody, Gwyneth Paltrow, I love her city cheat sheets. A lot of the, you know, people do all these cheat sheets. I love them. But nobody's doing Northwest Arkansas and Tulsa, Oklahoma and Chattanooga and Omaha, Nebraska, where I'm from. Like, it is so nice to be able, like, there's something so soulful about that, you know, that, that it is this kind of secondary market, um, which is, you know, skyrocketing right now um, all over the country. But, but that's, what's so fun is that it's not, everybody's doing it either. Like we're not going to do LA. We're not going to be the best LA or New York, uh, let them do that. But you know, it's so fun having these, these real local women creating their cheat sheets and things to do. That's great. Where do we go to see your online blogs? It's the scoutguide.com. Exactly. Scoutguide.com. And if you hit cities and then you can go to all of the different cities. So they all have, uh, we use our kind of monogram TSG on, on Instagram. So every city has a TSG, you know, Charlottesville, TSG, Charleston. And then if you go to the Scout Guide website um, under cities, they're, they're all there. And then we pull up stories nationally with our national editorial team just to kind of enhance, um, all of those local stories as well. Look at you. When you started this, did either one, and I know that Susie used to have a retail place or Christy had the retail place. Yeah. Did you think that you would be doing this? Never. Never. Yeah. Never. It was a labor of love for the town we both loved. Yeah. But thank God I had Christy because I think when people started calling us from around the country, if we were just solo, like, I was like, there's no way we can do that. And she was like, well, let's think about it. Like, sure. Like, let's just go see if we, you know, and so I think we always, it's been so nice to have a business partner that, that just makes you that much like braver to like, just, you know, test the waters um, when you're not kind of out there on an Island by yourself. So it was amazing. And then once, once you start rolling, you know, we fumbled through first. (laughs) I don't know. No going back now. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, before we let you go, we like to do a little popcorn round. We just ask a quick question and we'll just have one of you answer or both answer. And just kind of the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. We'll start with you, Christy. Um, Out of all the 60 cities, 60 plus cities, which is your favorite? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. She's playing Russian roulette with you right now. Well, I'm going to say Chattanooga right now only because my son's going to school there in the fall. And, uh, you know, that's going to be my second home. That's a great. That's a great. Oh, I, I, and she does a lovely job. Yep. But there, I, that's a tough one. That's tough. That's tough. All right, Susie, what about you? Charlottesville. Oh, yeah. Hometown. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll ask you about this. Who is your favorite Southern designer? 
Um, I would say Jan Roden from Ann George. That's Christy's Aww. mom, and that is honestly true. I mean, I... And I have to piggyback that because she really is. She's the master. It's true. <laughs> yes. Boring as that may be. I'm not boring, but yeah. she's amazing. But yeah. She really is amazing. And honestly, like for all the stuff I see, I mean, I just picked up mm-hmm. architectural digest. I'm like, I like Jan's. It just makes me feel peaceful. Like living in her environments make make things it's very comfortable but still elegant so yeah and she was super helpful in in really the creation of the scout guides so we owe a lot to her for sure that's amazing inspiration for you that's incredible yes so when you ladies get together and have a meeting do you go for wine or do you go for coffee both yeah both And everywhere in between. Yeah. yeah. Like everywhere in between. We spend a lot of time on our in our cars driving to pick somebody up, talking, you know, dropping off. I mean, Chrissy and I were friends first. So that, you know, that helps. I think we've evolved in like more sisters and, you know, like just that, you know, work wife. I mean, it is literally like our other partner. We always like, this is my partner. Nope. Like my, we're, we're married too, but this is the other partner that we spend a lot of time with. So taking those roles on then, describe each other in two words. Like who's who in the relationship? <laughs> I would say Christy's creative and social. Yeah. And you, you are social as well. And like a dynamo, like a little, you know, she's a sales guru and little gangbuster <laughs> Go getter. Yeah. Yeah. That's been nice because from the get go, I think we do work so well together because Susie, you know, and and everything's merged after 10 years. So we kind of wear all hats and we've learned from each other to be able to go to both sides. But for a long time, you know, Susie was sales and I was creative. So it was nice that we had defined roles um, and could we're both workhorses. So that I think nobody was like, there's no slack to be picked up. I don't think either of us have ever felt like, well, you know, I'm pulling more of my weight. I think that we were different and it ebbs and flows, but there's always this trust. Like we're both, and and we get our hands dirty, like almost like too much. Actually, Christy's mom's always like, I don't know why after 10 years and you guys doing this, you're still out there schlepping around, pushing books around, moving this, you know, like, there's a, like, there's a little bit too much workhorse in us. Um, but it's like, we have to be busy all the time working or something's wrong. Uh, we both have taken up knitting though. So it, it helps our, that's our new meditation. <laughs> it's better than smoking. So that's good. Oh, we'd like to be doing that. <laughs> um, okay. In these travels and, and you're schlepping, where have you found a hidden gem of a restaurant? Is there somewhere that like, you're like, oh, no, I'll tell you what. Last time I went to blank, I ate at blank. Like last time I went to Charleston, I ate at Leon's Oysters and it may be the best I've ever had. I'm so not a foodie, so I'm passing on this. And plus with COVID, nothing's, I haven't been anywhere. (laughs) But Christy, maybe you have one. You know, I am a foodie and I'm just, you know, having senior moments where I can remember nothing anymore. Um, We were just in New York and had amazing, amazing food. Uh, I don't know. I'm always seeking it out, but I am terrible with names. I'm sorry. Well, tell us about Charlottesville. What's your favorite restaurant in Charlottesville? Oh, that's hard. We have a lot of good ones. <laughs> I love the um, I have to say, like, yeah, you like, oh, it's like one, of, one of my all-time favorites. I feel like I can always get in there. Yep. It takes me out of Charlottesville in this way. It's very good. So What's I would, the name of it again? You kind of went out. It's Petit Pois. P-E-T-I-T-P-O-I-S. I, I think that's my that's my current favorite. Mm. Keswick is opening this fancy Jean George restaurant this in August, mm-hmm. which we're all very excited about, um, and it's getting a lot of coverage. and And I can only speak to the interior is gorgeous, uh, all barn wood and on the out exterior. So I'm excited about that. That'll be yeah, fun. yeah. That'll be a nice addition because we don't have that like fancy fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it all. I mean, I weirdly, I mean, we eat a lot of Thai food, so we have just a little 
not hole in the wall. It's nicer than that, but a Thai place called Monsoon that we just frequent because the whole family loves Thai food. So we go there a ton mm-hmm. um, just because it's Traveler's a family great. favorite. Yeah. Traveler's and Zoo Noodle, we do love the fat Zoo oh. Noodle. Oh, it's so good. Best vegetarian broth out there. It's a great lunch spot. But we have a lot of great food, so that's a toughie. I would say Chrissy and I eat at Vu and our kids five out of seven days at least. <laughs> <laughs> our husbands might not find it sufficient, but we do. Yes. <laughs> well, every time you get a scout guide, what what's your favorite part? Is it the food? Uh, Susie, I know it's probably not the food, you're not a foodie. Is it the shopping? Is it the services? What do you go to first? Chrissy, I honestly... No, I just gravitate toward the faces. It's really funny. I mean, I just, it's not necessarily a cat. Of course, like, you know, being a creative and being in the design world my whole life, I, you know, I do love seeing the homes and the design studios and things like that. But I would say the most fun thing for me is just seeing the people in their spaces. And that's the beauty of the scout guide. It used to be in the very, very beginning, people would be like, I want to go to that place and meet that person. And hands down now, it's like, I want to go meet that person and go to their place. And it's just, to me, like a a successful scout guide, which I, you know, I mean, they really are because they're capturing the soul of the person in their space that, you know, of where they love doing what they do, you know? So I don't know. I'm not even looking at what they are. I'm looking at who they are. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But Chrissy and I would say like, I am, I am the clothes shopper and she's the interior. Yeah. I was just talking, she's like, I need a dress like your shirt. Yeah. And I'm like, I need a rug for yeah. my bedroom. You know, like, can yeah. you please find me the rug for my bedroom that I'm looking for? And she's like, can you please find me the dress I need? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, it takes two. It does. Well, thank you all so much for coming on and talking with us today. It's been an honor to talk with you and meet you ladies and hear your story. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. It was so fun meeting them and talking with those ladies, Christy and Stacey. I mean, just because I feel like the Scout Guide is such a, hmm, how do you say, like staple almost or like this beautiful, I don't want to say it's like art, but it's just that, that piece of literature, like coffee table book. Yeah, it's totally, it's totally turned into that. And it's something, like I said in the interview, that like when I go in a city or I go in this really cool boutique or somewhere really awesome, I'll pick it up and I'll keep it. Keep it, yeah. And you go in someone's home and it's always there, like in the guest bedroom on the table, on the coffee table, it's always somewhere in somebody's home. Right, or in the hotel. Yeah, or hotel. I wonder if Christy or Susie had like the whole collection, you know? I'm sure. I'm like, I don't think it would be so cool because all the different colors and all the different cities throughout the years. And I don't know though. They come out with a new volume like all the time. So it it is one a year though. Yeah. And, but now they have 60 something cities and they have been in business since 2010. Yeah. You need a library for that. (laughs) Clara would be like, well, really we should hang on to the last maybe two years and chunk the rest. (laughs) Shut them all. <laughs> yes. It is so neat though to I love to be because we get asked all the time, like, what about Nashville? What would you do in Nashville? What would you do in Memphis? Can you send us this? Recommendations. And I love to be that resource for people. So I want to know too when I travel, where's the best place to eat? Where do you shop? Where do you stay? Where do you go to find something really cool off the beaten path? And so that's why I love their guides so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very helpful. And they're, they're just about the community. You know, I mean, we, we, you and I talk about a lot that we love that local mentality. And what they talk about is they want you to just live a local mindset, you know. Right. And I love when Susie said that in the interview that, you know, I think we figured out that Amazon is kind of the big bad bully during COVID. I mean, it was yeah. great because we got our stuff, but, you know, our neighbors and our the people that we go to church with and our friends are going out of business because they don't have the doors open and everybody had to get creative. Yeah. And then when we did need something, they were the ones delivering it to our homes. A yeah. candle, one candle. Vineyards yeah. Gifts would deliver one candle to your house. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fun news. We get to be scout guides this weekend or this week in Birmingham. 
That's right. St. Southern Travels, hitting the road again. Um, episode two taping in Birmingham, Alabama, which is one of our favorite cities because some of our favorite podcast guests come out of that city. And we just love that it's a town that is, um, I don't know, it's kind of got it going on in terms of culture and eating and, you know, shopping and it just it's turning out some really cool people down there. Yeah. See, I think Birmingham is so cool. I hope nobody finds out about it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like Nashville was 20 years ago. Like Nashville was so cool before anybody found out about it. it had great restaurants, very local feel, you know, like the flair was very local. And then it's like everybody got word of it. You know now, what happened? Nashville is just like boom down. It's like not even the same city, you know? Well, it's That's because fun. somebody won The Bachelor and then brought all the people there. <laughs> They all came to see Travis. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, what? Don't make emergency room visit. Both of these people are from Nashville. What's Nashville? No. I mean, Nashville was destined to become that because it's country music capital. It was destined to be what it is now. It's too big, yes. And, I mean, it's it's losing flavor left and right because of dollar signs. But, yeah, I mean, Birmingham, I, I know that business attracts business, and they love that concept. Um, but, yeah, I hope it, it doesn't become, a, you know, a mega Atlanta or something. Yeah, yeah. But it has potential because it's such a great town. Mm-hmm. And they have the cute little neighborhoods and all of that that hopefully can stick around. Because even like back to Nashville, changing so much. Like I even feel like the Green Hills area, the 12 South area, you know, they've all kind of like morphed into one. Yeah. You know, the Gulch, all of that. It's just like one big, massive concrete blocks of buildings and sidewalks. And everything kind of looks the same now. Yeah. Well, this week we'll get to take you along that journey, and we're going to be talking about Birmingham, what we're staying, what we're doing. You're kind of going to die over uh, all of the all of the segments that we're doing, but I'm excited to um, put that in stories and talk about all those people and all those fun things. And two of the three interviews are Say It Southern alumni, so that's going to be fun to see them in person. Yep. And get to see where they work and be hands-on with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Um, back to another town that I would love to visit, um, Charlottesville, Virginia, where the Scout Guide actually started. That, you know, that's kind of a hidden gem. It's kind of gotten some publicity in the last few years, but it's a great place for destination weddings, people traveling. It's very, it's kind of like Savannah, Georgia, art college, Um just, you know, I did a wedding in Virginia this past weekend, and so many people were talking about Charlottesville. And I was like, I, that's where the Scout Guide is. I need to get up there. And I, w- I would love to, that's one of the towns that I would love to visit. I need I need their Scout Guide, and then I need to visit. Let me tell you another town, just speaking of little Scout Guide cities. Uh, I noticed Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes. One, yes. Scout Guide. So I hate to even say this on here because that to me is like a hidden gem. If you want to travel somewhere, go to Wilmington, North Carolina. Wrightsville Beach is where I grew up going to the beach with my family. I had family there in Wilmington. And it is the the one of the coolest cities, the best restaurants. You kind of have a little bit of everything's laid back because it still has that beach vibe and everything, but great shopping, great restaurants, so much to do. Um, so anyway, I'm like it's kind of cool that they have a scout guide now too. I'm like, oh, they're so they're, they're so big time. <laughs> I know, right? You need to take your girls. Have you taken your girls there? No, they've never been to Wright School. Um, they will. I take that back. Taylor made when she was a baby, but not not now. But we keep talking to my sisters, and I want to go get a house and all and take all of our children back there, like we did growing up. Oh, day. y'all should do that. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. It'd be so fun, and just to see how much it's changed. And I know they still have some of the same little hole in the wall restaurants and stuff down on the beach that was there that were there when we were there so that was yeah. fun to see yeah that's yeah. awesome people come to jackson too you know well you know what week it is they may be coming i wish do you think there's a way that you could scrounge up a picture of when you were with miss mylan no-till that we could show on stories this week because if everybody knows we are in Miss Tennessee Volunteer Pageant Week and we are the host city in here in Jackson and Sarah was a contestant in in Miss Tennessee um, just what a couple of decades ago 
I'll take it again. <laughs> it was the craziest thing I've ever been involved with because let me tell you, I'd never done a pageant a day in my life. Okay. And I ended up doing the smiling pageant thinking my mom kind of was like, Oh, you can win. It's like a talent show. Basically you can win college scholarship money. If you just go and win the talent part. So I was like, well, I'll just get on stage. I'll do a little song and I'll win me some college money, you know, a little scholarship money. So sure enough, I get on stage and I ended up winning the pageant, which meant you're going to Miss Tennessee, mm-hmm. like up on the stage with the big dogs, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice because I didn't have the pressure that a lot of the girls did because they were there to win and they had been training and working towards this, you know, for a long time. So fun for me because I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have any expectations of winning <laughs> by anyone. But I won a ton of scholarship money and it changed my whole like opinion and view of this pageant because it's not a beauty pageant. It's a scholarship pageant. Now I'm promoting it, but these are girls that have to, you have to have good grades. You have to kill your interview to get there. Um, and you can win a lot of money. Like I think they give away $20,000 to the winner. I love it. Well, listen, I mean, I, I never was in one, but, um, you know, when we did the interview with Allison it was amazing to hear her talk about these women and and what they actually provide them. And so this week, they are back in town. Last year, was it last year? No, they didn't get to have it last year because of COVID. But year before, it was like we were roving reporters for, so oh. <laughs> for the Miss Tennessee pageant. So everybody's got to tune in to that. We'll, we'll put the link up on stories this week because it's such an awesome thing for Jackson and um, I wish we were going to be in town to do, but you're going to be there this weekend, right? I'm going to the pageant. Yeah. As soon as we get back, honey, I'm at the pageant. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going to miss it now. Yes. Miss it. Yes. Nobody misses it around here. So maybe we can do a little bit of that. Maybe we can do just a little bit of that this week when we get back. I'm telling you what, it's a busy week for Sad Southern. It's a busy, <laughs> busy week for us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But it's going to be a fun week and a great week to follow along. So after you finish this, head on over to stories. <laughs> yeah. And see and what the heck we're doing. Here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I really did enjoy hearing from Christy and Susie. I think they're great women. They've got a lot going on and their future is so bright. It's so bright. You know? They need to wear shades, baby. They need right. to wear their gutters. It's future so bright. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks for listening to Saying Southern. Bye. Bye.